you're you're melting the boys here. They are like your voice. They're saying is just way, 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 way sexy. So what? Oh, do that again, please. Can we sample that? Boy, I better let Ernest do the talking. Um, well, one thing I can say about Tom that is a true fact that most people do not know. He was the Marvel man in the Marvel campaign. The original? Yes. No, not the original. I My thought God, you... I'd be 90, Ernest. Come on. Oh, I thought you were, but you were at a billboard in Times Square. Well, no, I mean, that for, for us, that is the original, right? Yeah, this billboard took up this, like a whole city block. This is not like a small picture here. And it actually had a smoking cigarette coming out of his mouth. Truth? Mm-hmm. Yes. This is a legendary thing in New York City. <laughs> okay, let me ask you. Can we, could, is there a picture of that that we can, we can get? Tom, do you? I don't know. I don't, I don't even know if I have it anymore. You must so, have your book you. somewhere. Oh, oh, oh I thought you Tom, could Google that. I, bet, I know, Tom. Oh, I, we're going to. We've got someone on it right now. Um, we're, we're right on top of that Google right this second. But but now, let me ask you, um, Tom, where where are you currently um, residing and calling from into the Hot Boys tracks tonight? Right up the street from Ernest, like I've always been. Yes, we actually live in the same neighborhood. Isn't that wild? On the same street. <laughs> Ernest. Some of your most recent photographs are being posted right now um, that you are so, so absolutely sexy and so hot. Who is doing your styling? Um, I work with a, a great group of people. I work with Jack Dodota, who is so amazing, um, who's won so many awards. I think one of the biggest things he is uh, very famous for was the Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman poster from Batman movie. Was he working with Kevin Aquan at one time? Oh, gosh. We all, we worked with Kevin Aquan and Suka. Kevin was so wonderful. He was one of the best makeup artists I've ever worked with. Oh. Awesome. And what a nice guy. What an amazingly nice... But he was so amazing. And um, I learned a lot from him. I have to tell you, I learned a lot. He was brilliant. Oh, my God. Ernest, you're going to make me start crying. Don't do this, please. I can't take it. I'm just being honest. He's a nice person. You know, that's, that's the thing is, is like... When people are really professional, they are really nice people. It's the what I found. It's the people who aren't really professionals that give you all the attitude things. And you know, here's a major star here, like Tom, who really created disco. He created the 12 inch. You know, before Tom came around, they were putting 245s together, and you know, playing the instrumental. And then Tom started splicing tapes together, and, and I don't know how you came up with the idea, Tom, but how did you come up with the idea to make a 12-inch record? They ran out of 7-inch blanks when I was cutting the rest of Say it again? An accident. Uh, an accident? It was an accident. Isn't that all the, always the greatest, huh? Oh, my gosh. 
Oh, sure, because what they did was, see, what they did was they cut, I asked, I asked for a rest and all they said was we have a, a uh, um, in other words, a rest is something you cut before, just so you can hear what it would sound like on a record. Right, I remember this. It's like if you want it brighter, more bass, or whatever. Right. So you can make your final, uh, final decision, but if you like it the way it is, you say, okay, go ahead, cut the parts. But they cut it in specs. So in other words, you have a big, uh, it's like a 12-inch disc, and it looks like a little 45 cut within that. And I said, I can't play that for anybody. Can you start it at the beginning and, like, spread the groove so it looks like there's more, we're using more of it? And they go, well, we have to raise the levels. I said, well, go ahead. And I said, my God, I couldn't believe the way it sounded. That, it was an accident. Absolute accident. Oh my gosh! And and so now, Tom, did you know right away at when the mo at the moment being one of the first to actually then hear it? Did you know that something that something had just happened? Um. Well, I got scared when I heard how dynamic it sounded because I'd never heard anything sound like that before. And, wow. Um, what was the first sexual record? Was it um, 10% or three? No, the 10% was the first commercial one. Um, the first one that was pressed on, on uh, vinyl was a song called Free Man. Oh, yes, of course, Free Man. I, I'm a little bit like speechless right now, but, but uh, this is really, really cool. And wow, okay, so we're, yeah, we're going to so have a good see, time. You see, I was growing up and I remembered like um and see at the same time i got discovered by people that tom was working with like berlin carmen management who handled grace jones and tom produced all of grace jones so i was oh my god nipple to the bottom ah! i am freaking out here we're all freaking out here and tom was the one who produced la vie and rose tom Yes. You he was the first one to use a drum machine ever. Okay, so I'm this little kid growing up thinking, I'm going to work with him someday. I kept telling myself, I'm going to. I'm going to do this. And my dream came true. It sure did, Ernest. And we are uh, here at the Hot Boys Tracks are totally stoked to listen to When You Dream. And for all of you out there listening, uh, uh, when You Dream was another smash, number one. It's on the top of many, many, many charts and fantastic track and it's still extremely hot and heavy on charts and dance floors around the world. So here we go, listening to When You Dream, the Steve Skinner Big Family Radio Mix.
sure your idols, your inspirations, or anyone that changed your life in any way, whether it were music or or anything else. Well, it was always music. That's always the music. And 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 what about the, the, the any particular person or, or musician or particular style that affected you or or you looked up to? Well, you know, Quinn, I had a tendency to lean towards uh, R and B music only because it. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I grew up in an era where white people listened to white music and, you know, black people listen to black music. And I always seemed to cross that line all the time. And and um, I, I just loved the soul of the music. And it, and it wasn't necessarily because it was black. I mean, it was the expression they put into the music. You know, it wasn't so rigid. They had It was more... Uh, more expressive, let's put it that way. More expression, and I totally relate to you and, and what you're saying. And quickly, Ernest, is that we um, we in the last two days have listened to pretty much every every release and every remake that we could find on you. And there, I, it was blowing me away how many songs, different uh, clubs and countries, these songs and these music and the love of dance music have basically grown up, blew me away. At song after song, I'm like, oh my God, that's who I remember that. I remember that. Oh gosh, thank you. Um, you know, because sometimes you don't know if people notice. You really don't, because as an artist, a very hard thing. Like just recently, I've just completed my next new album, which is going to be released on September 28th, which of course Tom is a major producer on. Um, actually produced the title cut eternally with the wonderful Steve Skinner. Produced a Pulitzer Prize winner, Steve Skinner, who produced Rent and Beth Edler and everyone, um, and it works directly with us. Um, and um, I, I just, I'm so honored. I just want to say thank you. It's kind of like you don't, you don't know if people are there listening. And this is like so nice to hear this. Thank you. Wow. We're going to actually take a break. Ernest Hall is on the Hot Boys Tracks radio podcast today with us all over the world. And this is a recording artist, multi-talented performer, who has basically been a force within the music industry and, and an amazing international star with almost uh, close to, I guess, 20 top 10 smash singles alone and number one position dance tracks through DMA, Billboard, Street Sound, Best Male Vocalist. So if there are any questions, we're going to start taking the calls. Do you want to mention anything about the release and this new remix that we're about to play? Yes, I really actually, if I could, um, the song Be Near Me is very, very special to me. And there's two reasons why. And um, I think when I tell the second reason, Tom is going to go, oh, wow, because it's probably going to hit him a little bit hard. Um, one, it was the first song that was played right after my sound check when I was doing my, one of my first concerts out on Fire Island, right after I had uh, got finished with my Bobby O years and I kind of went out as Ernest Cole, um, solo when I was first signed to Unidisc Records. When the one day happened when I got, uh, three, four record contracts in one day, Megatone, Wide Angle, uh, Moby Dick and Unidisc, and because which we chose to go with Unidisc, which was a very wise decision at the time. Even though I ended up on all the other labels except for Moby Dick, which did close, um, but Unidisc was very very strong at the time, and was being uh, just 
distributed by Sony at the time. So again, I was there through Sony. I mean, I've had so many years with Sony. Anyways, but now I'm do on Universal, famous EMG Universal, Universal Music Group. Anyways, so it was the last song. I had just finished my sound check, and then they put this record, Be Near Me, by the group ABC. And I went, wow, this song is so good. And I just remembered that being such a significant song that whole summer. And then years later it goes by, and um, I was with my late partner, manager, Brian Scott Harper, who this new album is being dedicated to, who we recently lost to a massive heart attack, and um, who was a dear friend of Tom's, who also was, you know, of course, my partner and my manager. And um, one night, Brian said, if you're going to cover a song like Cher does in a concert or something, outside of like you covering a record, what would you cover just right now, just off the top of your head, what would you think of a song? And I said, be near me. He went, oh my God, that's one of my favorite songs. And it kind of became our, one of our songs. And that's why I had to do it at this time. And everybody is like, wow, that's really chancy if you do this song because it's so well known and you better do a really good job of it. And that's why I actually handed it over with the help of Tom, and Tom put so much work into this record, you do not know. In fact, the final mix night, he sent me, I think, seven versions of a final mix. Was it, Tom? I don't remember exactly. Wow. You kept changing little things like the strings at one moment and fixing the vocal at one point. You were hearing things that I wasn't even hearing. Wow. The other amazing thing that happened is that this is the second single off the album, When You Dream Was the First, which is still on the charts nine months after its release. The second single entered the charts within one month. It entered at number 40 out of 100 and dropped up to 13 just now. And we're all like, like, how did this happen? In like 30 days. It's amazing. Yeah. It, realistically, it's real. And I'm still like trying to pinch myself thinking it's not, <laughs> but it is real. You can go and look at the chart right now. It's number 13 with a bullet. So it's not going down. It's going to hopefully go up. And we're just, I'm very thankful. I don't know how Tom feels. I mean, Tom loves the record. I know that. Well, we love you, and we are going to listen to Be Near Me. And when we come back, the phone calls will start. The message is perfectly simple The meaning is clear Don't ever stray too far And don't disappear No, don't disappear Ever have that feeling 